0: Hi there, and welcome to Forefront 360, where we take you all around the intersection of art and the Christian faith. I'm your host today, Rich Chrisman, and I have with me Nate Mancini. Hello. He's the founder of The Feast, so to speak. How are you doing today, Nate? I am actually
1: rather tired. I do have a decaf coffee here. I don't know if the decaf will help that much. I, I don't know. I was scared to do caffeinated because it would keep me up too late tonight, and then I'd have another tired day tomorrow. So yeah. we're going with decaf. Split the difference. Okay, yeah. Um, you are a dad yeah. and a full-time employee, so it's, it's you got It's one be thing to have a week away. It's another thing to have a night up. <sighs> That's so. true.
0: It's true. We aren't at camp. We have jobs. We and, do. And believe it or not, uh, I also have with me today Nate's lovely wife, Megan. How are you, Megan?
2: I'm good. I'm happy. little mom-brained out, but doing good.
0: Good, good. Welcome to the podcast. Well,
2: thank you. Are you, are
0: you drinking decaf coffee as well?
2: Oh, no. I'm drinking herbal tea with honey. If I have decaf coffee, even decaf, <laughs> it's going to be like, go to sleep, and I want to talk about the future.
0: Oh, we got to keep it safe. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we also have uh, another wife with us. We have my <laughs> wife.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, we have my wife, Missy, with us today. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. Thanks, Rich. <laughs>
0: uh, you, may, you may know Missy as our resident uh, Forefront Festival French film connoisseur uh, because of her blog post on French film. But uh, today we're, we're thrilled to have her on as our uh, quote-unquote teen movie expert. How, how do you feel about that title I just bestowed upon you?
3: I feel it's well-earned. I've, I've put a lot of years into this. My family is very proud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is great. So was it teen movies and then later French film?
3: Yes, they're they're kind of the gateway. Yes, to the French <laughs> right. film <Yep>. scene. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: I, you a watch great. A Week Away enough times, and you're like, I need to get into some <laughs> French film.
0: <laughs> so I, I realized that when you clicked on this episode, uh, because of the title, you probably uh, know what we're talking about already. And Nate Nate has peppered it in a little bit, but I'd love to uh, to introduce the fact that uh, today. Tonight, we're going to talk about A Week Away, the new Netflix musical directed by Roman White, starring Bailey Madison, Kevin Quinn, Jabril Cook, and Kat Connor sterling among other notable cameos that I will surely talk to you about at some point in this episode. Uh, if you haven't heard of this film yet, A Week Away, uh, what makes this movie unique and why, why are we talking about it here on 4 uh, it's because it's a Netflix original musical where the music is based on Christian pop songs from the 90s and early 2000s.
1: Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, and where the setting is a Christian camp.
0: Right. So, uh, how many of you guys experienced, you know, church summer camp? I know I did. Uh, actually, I, I actually want to ask you guys that question. Have any of you guys, so I, I went to church summer camp from like, I'm talking actual week away summer camp from, um, probably fourth or fifth grade, even the fifth grade, probably mm-hmm. through 10th grade. Uh,
2: yeah. I yeah. did I did Christian camp. I did a couple of years at one camp that I don't remember much about, and then I did three years of Christian music camp where we'd put on a musical. Ooh. It was a Bible story.
0: Wow. It was super
2: fun. Um, That so was kind of like...
0: You lived a week away. I yeah, did. so you've had, you've had both the camp experience I and did. the musical production I, the, experience. The music
2: camp was a little cushy. You like stayed in like a actual like building, but then wow. I camp counseled in college, and that was like you know in a tent with like spiders and oh wow outhouses and all that did, did
0: you meet nate at this musical camp
2: oh no oh uh, well no, then we, you
0: didn't have the same experience no. as the characters in this unfortunately no, no. Uh, didn't we'll, didn't we'll find get to that love at that yeah. place no yeah. um nate what about you well, I went to Camp Hickory Hill, See? which I believe Hickory you're Hill. familiar with. Yeah. So um if you live in Western yeah. New York and you went to church growing up, you've probably been there.
1: Yeah. You you went to Hickory Hill. No, I, I think it was it was a relatively like classic camp experience. I, I was pretty young at that point, so hmm. I don't I don't remember a ton. I just remember like the vibes. Oh yeah. And um in general, yeah. Yeah, decent camp. Yeah. Um but I remember being like better behaved than most of the kids and being annoyed at that. That's pretty. Yeah, I could imagine that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah they oh, they yeah. like their like fun for them was just like breaking the rules, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is odd. It was like lights out was <laughs> at nine. <laughs> How many years did you do that? It's like, why are you still singing? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a few.
2: Okay.
1: Like not not. It wasn't like a long standing
2: okay. thing. Just like a couple times. Yeah.
0: I think one, while it's not a week away type camp, I also think that uh, if you haven't watched a week away yet and you want to connect with it in some way, if you've been to a week long VBS, like a summer vacation Bible school, in a lot of ways, this is kind of similar to that, at least in my experience growing up in my VBS.
2: I feel like VBS though, it's more like, VBS is like school plus Sunday, school plus camp. Like a week... Mm. Overnight camps are not the same thing as day camps. Oh, okay. Day camps is like a lot of playing and glorification.
0: Okay. Sh- shout out Browncroft Community Church, <laughs> BBS. Okay. It was kind of like that, but maybe I had a unique experience. But anyway, uh, Missy, do you have any experience with um, summer camps?
3: Not with Christian summer camps. So I guess I'm the will in this scenario. Ooh, a bit of a bad boy coming okay. in with fresh eyes. Very nice. Um, <laughs> but I, they're so present in culture you can't not be aware of summer camps as a summer american experience mm. if you've ever seen parent mm. trap like i romanticize <laughs> that movie and that camp experience for sure i want to meet my twin there is
0: um, that a teen movie is it more mm, of a pre-teen yeah, movie?
2: more pre Okay. because well, okay. the girls are like 11 right yes and they turned 12 on october 11th Do you remember that exactly. oh wow yes.
3: <laughs> So, uh, so I'm excited to talk about another camp movie. Maybe not quite as classic as uh, Parent
2: Trap, but we'll see. Who knows?
0: It, I mean, classics, you know, prove their metal over time. So we'll see. Yeah, How but you can away. tell
2: early on. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: Okay, great. Um, cool. Uh, the other thing I'd like to ask, um, you guys. So we got some, you know, camp experiences. Some not, not personal Christian camp experiences from Missy. So that'll be pretty cool to actually, because I feel like the. I mean, disagree with me if you'd. If you disagree with me, I think that the main, uh, you know, gas in the tank of this movie, uh, when they were sitting around the the production table and they were like, "What are we going to do?" It's a hundred percent nostalgia uh, mm. in my mm. experience. So I'm interested to hear what someone who doesn't have that experience necessarily thinks about the movie. You know, Missy, you coming from it from a completely different perspective. So we'll get to that,
1: but mm. um, nostalgia both for. Summer camp and for the songs themselves, yes. right, exactly, yeah. like for, I was like
2: raised on those songs,
1: same, so for yeah. me, the attraction
0: was a hundred percent the music, and then mm-hmm. while I was watching the movie, I was like, Oh, okay, I kind of get these camp vibes as well, so that's yeah. interesting, but um. Can we kind of summarize the movie without spoiling the the ending, and then we will break into the spoiler uh, the mode? At, okay, at so are point. we
2: spoiler free right now?
0: So we're gonna we're gonna real quick summarize the movie, and then okay. we're gonna allow ourselves to spoil the movie. Can anyone take that? Makes sense.
2: I can try. Yeah, go See for how it. Well it goes. Yeah, me. yeah. So basically, you've got this, you know, bad boy Will stealing a cop car.
0: <laughs> mm. Not really spoiler opening scene. Yeah, opening literal scene. opening scene. stupid,
2: but um, and he. Is a foster kid, troubled past, about to go to juvie, and then is rescued and has his one last chance at a summer camp. Mm. He goes there and is mesmerized by the camp director's daughter. His, like, foster brother, who's kind of helping him out, is this, like, really sweet but also crazy awkward and nerdy kid. Nice. And he's also got a lady interest, and we kind of see what happens at at the end of that week. It's it's kind of a love, yeah.
0: Teen movie love story. And there's Mm -hmm. music.
2: Yes, awesome. lots of singing, very poppy.
0: Great, great. There's some cool mm-hmm. choreography as well. Yes. Okay, so now at this point, we're going to talk about the movie. So if you have not seen the movie and you would like to watch it before uh, listening to the rest of this episode, I would suggest pausing it, uh, going over to Netflix and watching a week away. Okay, so now we can assume that all of you that are still with us are, are diehard week away uh people you've, you've seen the film <laughs> welcome back yeah 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 okay all right so let's just let's just dive in did anyone get the well, fun yes very good okay all right steven curtis chapman I don't. all right thank you Nate. thank you honey. okay um okay so um what do you guys think of the movie i'll just open it to uh the floor here what do you guys think
2: it's really really fun it is not as good as high school musical like i wish it wow, was okay. it's not it's not Just saying. But it was it was very fun. It like plays in with, you know, a lot of that like camp nostalgia. Like Mm -hmm. they got like the like all the weird camp traditions. Like they really got that down.
0: The dining hall was so I don't know. It was like visceral memories to me when they were in the dining hall and they made him sit on that chair. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Oh, I once, when I was camp counseling, had to, I don't remember why I got in trouble for something and I ended up singing Enchanted in front of the entire camp. Wow. But it was a girl's camp, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. And I was 19, so I just wasn't thinking okay, about okay. it. Okay, okay. But it was really good. It was a lot of fun. The music was, I love the songs, the quality of the singing. It was very auto-tuned. Um, sure. But as far as, I don't know, like... It was really great and a lot of fun. And I like wanted to keep listening to the music, which I felt mm. kind of guilty about just because it wasn't that high quality. But also <laughs> like, it's just like a Christian camp movie without actual Christianity.
0: Mm. And so it's Hot like, take.
2: yeah, like, I don't know if Jesus is mentioned and it's, there's a lot of fun stuff about it. But also I feel like if our daughter was like eight, I'm not quite sure if I'd have her watch it or not, because I don't want her to go think she can convert a bad boy.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I like see.
2: But so it's a lot of fun.
0: So funny yeah. you mentioned that. I actually f- came across in another review uh, that. So if you're not counting the lyrics to the songs, so yeah. there are mentions of Jesus in the lyrics, yeah. but if you pull those out, yeah. um, they say the n- word Jesus once outside of a song yeah. in the movie. So just for the record. Sounds but, about um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I, think, uh, I think Jesus is mentioned in The Great Adventure at some point. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. But um, cool. Cool. I'd love to get back to that, but yeah. let's let's go around the horn a little bit.
3: So, if I had to compare a week away to another fun summer tradition, it would probably be cotton candy in the sense that it is extremely sugary, super sweet to the point of saccharin, and it just kind of dissolves and then you kind of forget that you had it. Uh, there's no real that's substance. Not true. You know, it's It's fun when yeah. you have it, yeah. but but then it's kind of gone. And you would so, never
1: seek it out until you go back to the amusement park like years later. Exactly. And you're like, oh, yeah. Cotton
3: Candy. And part of Cotton Candy is the nostalgia. This is summer. This is a hot day. I'm at the carnival. And that's kind of the the summer yeah. camp mm-hmm, vibes mm-hmm. that they're playing off of. I love the music. I mm-hmm. think the movie did its best work with the more theatrical Dance song and dance mm. numbers, very mm-hmm. much High School Musical, yep. Camp yep. Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminded me of Greece, mm. like yeah, when the guys and the girls are each singing "Good Enough" and they're each on their own separate. Yes. Oh. Thing me of yeah, the bleachers. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. M- yep. A lot more wholesome, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was the yeah. the highlight. Yeah, but I think for for Netflix, it was a fairly good family film i think parents would find things that they found interesting or they could laugh along with it um but ultimately just okay
0: yeah i'll actually springboard off that i think that ultimately like it's easy for me i mean nate and i run a christian arts podcast you know so so it's easy for me to nitpick on on things but i think that if we if we birds eye view this movie i think that the creators of this movie did a good job making a very fun and and catchy and uplifting uh you know positive encouraging k-love um <laughs> film uh or movie Now, no film is too lofty a word but um no i mean like they made <laughs> but like they made a really fun movie Flark. that i don't think that parents you know what like i think that kids teens preteens you know whoever the target mm. demographic is that are Christian or not would enjoy this movie Mm -hmm. and I think that that's one of its strengths, but it's also one of its flaws that it, yeah. as I was watching the movie, I felt like they didn't go all in. They didn't make a movie 100% for a Christian audience, yeah. which I personally, I completely understand because when you're making a movie for Netflix, they were like, okay, let's see if we can straddle these worlds here. I totally get that, but
1: yeah, I like think... The river's deep, the river's wide, the river's water's <laughs> alive. like dive in. Yeah, yeah, sink <laughs> or swim, I'm diving in.
0: But I think that the, uh, but I, I, I do think that the let's say the crossover appeal of the movie actually ends up being its weakest point in my opinion but um we can get into more of that later i would just like to say that my like i said the music was what drew me to it and in a similar way to missy like i enjoyed some of the other parts but my like kind of one-shot review of the movie is i think that they they reimagined the music well uh I think the new songs were also well done. They were pretty catchy. The choreography was really good. I think there were some really standout performances from some of the kids. Obviously, none of these the the kind of like lead actors like there weren't there wasn't any um like star power in the, in the four kids um even though the lead does look like Zac E he really he looks does exactly yeah yeah
2: like Zac Efron
0: yeah but um and that definitely i'm sure was purposeful but the, you know, the and, casting and the kids, director was
1: thinking that <laughs> yeah
0: and don't get me wrong like the kids performances are great when i say there's not star power i just mean they're not household names mm-hmm. yeah. but the um so i think the music was definitely a highlight and um i think that there are we can talk more about like what songs we liked or disliked later, but there were a few songs that I've actually found myself like listening to on Spotify after the fact. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't necessarily have a desire to rewatch the movie, but I have returned to the soundtrack. So that's kind of, and I mean, maybe that's more a testament to the writing of like Amy
1: Grant and Rich Mullins and Stephen Curtis Chapman. But anyway, yeah. Nate, what do you think? I think I have things to say about the music and I have things to say about the faith element. I feel like, I'm one of those people who often like looked at Christian films and is like, you know, why why does it have to be so like didactic? Like, why do you have to have this like gospel presentation kind of message in the movie? And it's so obviously trying to be like a Christian movie. A movie can't be Christian. People are Christian. Yeah, which is annoying, you know, usually annoying. In this film, I almost found myself missing it in the sense that it's like, when, when you're literally like playing to the Christian audience, you're going back to all these Christian music artists and you're singing these like explicitly like Christian market songs, even if there's not a ton of Christ in them. Um, it's It was kind of odd that the rest of the movie was like devoid of particularly Christian messaging. It just happened to be at a Christian camp. It's just like a romance that like happens to take place at a Christian camp. And even the counselors aren't like teaching like particularly Christian things they're just kind of like, like there's kind of like a little bit of the language and the vibe but it's not like there, there's no explicitness to it at all which I, so I thought it was a little bit funny and it was unexpected in that regard for me and mm. th- like there was a quote at one point like the, the the part where you would think there'd be some kind of like gospel presentation or tie in is like around this campfire at night and everybody's like there and it's dark and there's the fire and you know, everybody's willing to like speak up about their feelings at that point. And like one of the counselors, like I don't know all of you, certainly not as well as I'd like to, but God does. He knows everything about each and every one of you here tonight. I don't know much, but I know this he's a fan and then she sits down Like that's, and then they let the kids like get up and say what they know, like none of which is particularly Christian either. And it's like, it's, it's just so funny. It's It's like, like, if this was really a Christian camp, you would expect there to be like something, some substance there. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that the movie was effectively like devoid of that substance, I found it was just kind of odd. It was like, it, it felt like conspicuously absent to me.
2: One thing about that scene, I think they were trying to like, because when you had everyone standing up saying, I don't know much, but I know blah, blah, blah. I think they were trying to say it as like a, you know, this is our special like camp tradition. I think that's what they were trying to communicate, but they didn't do it well I, enough. I definitely oh, yeah. picked that I don't that up. think it was intended oh, yeah. to be a sermon.
1: Oh yeah. It felt it like everybody knew what to say. I don't know much, but I know this, right. but the fill in the blank wasn't.
0: Well, it's interesting you guys say that because from my
1: experience in camp,
0: I almost feel like what they did there is they took a moment that we remember from camp, like some sort of, you know, phrase thing, right? But then they placed that in a setting where the camp sermon should have taken place. And that was a little strange. Yeah. Right. And like, I
2: feel like if you've gone to a Christian camp, like sermons are and like gospel lessons are part I mean, of it it's a usually. solid camp yeah like i yeah. i know with ours it was like breakfast and like chapel and right. everybody went to chapel and you like sang songs and it was the same song 10,000 times but it was just it's like if you're gonna portray the christian culture you, it doesn't have to be as like didactic as like a Kendrick brothers movie but there almost wasn't enough christian culture for it to be accurate
3: there's this one moment right after the bonfire where Avery the love interest tells Will, like, sorry, I know this is a lot for some people. And I kind of thought, like, okay, they're starting to get into it. it and right. it was like, no, I liked it. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And she says, like, okay, one second. I have to get something from inside. I'm like, ah, she's bringing out the Bible. Like, this is when <laughs> right. this right, kind right. of transformation moment, because they're really bringing us through like a really great performance around the fire like leading Mm -hmm. us to what i thought was going to be like a climax of him discovering faith but then she brings out like a picture of them all together as friends so it really emphasizes like friendship the community of it but not like what it really stands for and will mentions like oh this is the first time i feel like i'm a part of something but like what is that something and they don't don't say it and i
0: think this really i think this really I'm so glad you said that because I was trying to figure out how to say like what what, I had this like lump in my throat of how to say this, and I think that what the movie kind of does is it. I think I feel like the creators were hoping that if we were Christians watching the movie, our own memories would Mm -hmm. like fill in those blanks that they intentionally left. But if you're watching that movie, like, and and granted, I'm not saying that the movie was evangelistic in purpose, but I'm saying that like, if you're watching that movie and you're unfamiliar with Christianity, I definitely feel like you would leave that movie thinking that the purpose of like knowing God is to like get a really good community of friends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and, 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 God wants you to have a good community of siblings in Christ, but that is very uh, limited, you know, as far as the Christian story. Yeah.
3: there is another moment where I thought they could have gone deeper and they had the opportunity to, which is when Will and Avery are out in this field where mm-hmm. she used to go with her mother. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she mentions, or Will brings up, like, you're perfect, which is what yeah. like slide. every girl wants to hear. And she says, no, I'm not perfect. And she starts yeah. to sing. And then immediately after, Will goes, see, you are perfect. I'm like, <laughs> right. And we're like, Will, keep rolling. Did you this listen to what she the just way you sang? Are. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think that was a great moment because there's a lot of, like, teens in the Christian community yeah. that feel not good enough or, like, they need to be perfect. And that was, like, a way to address that. But then it just.
2: Right. I, or, like, they could have had her, like, have a struggle. Like, I was kind of wondering mm-hmm. if, if they were going to come out with, like, I don't know, some. She's not Some, like, perfect. secret sin or like something she dealt with but they never did mm-hmm. and that's also like yeah i'm be kind of damaging to kids because you do have those like you know like perfectly perfectly you know air quotes behaved kids but like mm-hmm. they're still struggling with sin and if sure. you hide that that's not well. Healthy. the other thing
0: the other thing that christian teens need to know is i mean we spend a lot of time talking about how people that are not perfect can and should bring those things before Christ. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think one thing that the evangelical culture that I grew up in failed epically at doing was telling us the Christian teens that think they've got it all together that they really don't. Yes. Because even the kid that does feel like they're perfect is still too sinful for heaven. Yes. So, you know, like, come on.
2: Yeah, that was that was like me in high school. Like I thought pride was something other people dealt with, and then I like went to Grove City where I was not the only like well behaved Christian girl, and like all of a sudden it was like oh, and then as time went on, God showed me actually you were super arrogant and still are, but oh, yeah, yeah it, it's just not a not a great thing. Yeah.
0: Shout out Grove City College.
1: All four of us went there.
2: (laughs) And it's wonderful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I hope that in some ways, like this is a little bit of a compliment to the movie in that as we watch it, we can see the hooks and like the ideas that are there that could be developed. And that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of times scripts kind of have those hooks in them that th- those do take thought and time to develop, but then it's just like, they, they just didn't take it. They didn't take it any further than that. It was right. just kind of a little bit was there and then nothing was done with it. And it ended up kind of being this, like just, it's ultimately just like true love in a dance party. And yeah. it, that's, that's just all it is. And without that substance, you know, it can't be anything more than it is. And that's why it's kind of a shame because you look at this and you're like, There was real talent here. Real mm-hmm. talent in the choreography, some real talent in the acting. Um, even in the singing, though yeah. it was again auto tuned, but there was some real talent mm-hmm. in the singing. Like there there could have been something something special here. Yeah. Um yeah. but I think it fell flat because it didn't take enough risks to go further. Yeah. That's a really good point.
0: Even like as you're you're talking about this, I'm remembering like when Missy, when you and I watched it together, uh, we were talking about there were so many moments, like jump off points in the plot that we felt that we could think of so many ways that they could have like like so easily changed something or added something to, you know, make that more effective. Like, can you remember any of those? So
3: they just tried to go in too many different directions. There's like a friend plot line There's where Will is keeping secrets about his past from his friends. There's the love interest plot line. Avery is missing her mom. Will's parents are both deceased, dealing with abandonment issues. And then also there's this camp competition and... Um, yeah, right. a talent show and this is all supposed to be in a week and there's also <laughs> yeah. supposed to be a, a faith development there's just too much going on they should have picked like one or two yeah
0: and, yes. and, and the week thing like the that. fact that you mentioned this all took place in a week a lot of the, the mm-hmm. development that we are, are sh- given in the movie maybe could have taken place over an entire summer but not a five day camp
3: yeah it's a catchy title though a week away yeah yeah so, can't fault it,
0: yeah the camp in the movie, well, actually, if you're listening, hopefully you've seen it by now, but the m- camp is called a week away <laughs> a week which, away. which is you know some sort of native American sounding <laughs> camp name, but it's actually um <laughs> the
1: uh <laughs> um supposed to be a week away. Can we talk a little bit about like the music numbers in the movie Please, and like yes. how those went down so my my kind of take on this is. There was a lot of good choreography which we which we've discussed um and i I liked too that they kind of they were a little bit tongue in cheek about it that when a music number would start there was a lot of this like you know people like looking around and like glancing at each other and be like are we doing this like what's going on and like there was kind of this are why are, are, why is this dance number happening and I like that right it's kind of you just kind of wink at the camera and it's like we hey we get it. it's kind of funny that this is happening in this setting but the way the way it went down I felt like is very typical of the feeling that you know, as movie producers, you're like, oh, we're not just going to make a movie. We're going to make a hit music album, too. And so what you do is you get into the studio with your actors and whatever, and you like record a hit music album from like, you know, all these old Christian artists or whatever, but with the new actors. And you you do it in the music studio and you get it all auto tuned and perfect. And then like you kind of like play it on a speaker out in the woods and have them lip sync to it. And they just Doesn't they just work. weren't that great at lip syncing. No. So that that was like it's like you have you have musical talent, but the musical talent is being done in a music studio and then auto tuned, and it's like, and then when you translate it to lip syncing in the woods, it's like it, th- there's a disconnect there. And as somebody who like who makes movies. I look at that and I'm like, I feel like there's a middle ground here because on the other hand, you have something on the far end, like Megan and I were talking about Les Mis, where in in the most recent Les Mis, they actually like shot the musical numbers as they were like the actors would just sing them on camera Mm -hmm. and there would be these long steady cam camera shots just like around the actors as they sang. And that was it. That was the take. That was the song that you hear. And that's like going too far for something like this. Like you can't expect that they're going to do these like one take things with this part of the fun is all especially because they're dancing. They're dancing. Mm -hmm. It's all the cutting back and forth. That's part of the fun of it. But to me, it's like, I don't know. You could have at least like recorded it in the environment you know, yeah. so it felt kind of of a place that maybe you just felt that you were in the woods with the birds instead of it feeling like this album from a track that we're just going to drop in the movie and and we're going to cut out all the audio and we 're just going to lip sync to it yeah it, so there was that disconnect for me, and again it's like you you could have found a way to marry these things, but it felt to me like they were kind of lazy about that marriage to the point where it's not going to go down as one of the great musicals for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I got a question though. You keep saying there's talent, and I know there was some, but like could they really sing well? Like I think the actress who played Avery could decently, and I yeah, think I the think one so. who played um Will could, but yep. it, was yeah. so auto-tuned. it was so auto tuned. It was so auto tuned. No <laughs> I, I one think, sounds like that.
0: I do think that some I mean, I'm gonna in defense of, of these <laughs> performers I do think that the like I definitely heard the processed nature of it Mm -hmm. but I definitely did think that they I didn't get the the feeling that they were auto-tuned because they were bad and needed to be like saved like I felt like it was more um you know no gospel pun intended um but the (laughs) fact that it was just how they processed the songs personally
2: but But, why would you I mean now like I was like you know, did choir all the way through high school and I still like singing. So maybe that's part of it. But like when you're singing, like you can't, no one sounds like that. So like, how can you, if you've got talent, why would you hide it like that?
3: I want to think it's purposeful. Um The director, Roman White, did a lot of music videos. That's what his big thing oh, is. So I he know did a lot of uh country singers, Carrie Underwood, Justin Bieber, did a personal favorite Taylor Swift's "You Belong with Me," nice. fearless
0: re-records. Uh, wait, that's to the drop. one with her Classic. in the window yeah. with that kid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a Isn't that
2: masterpiece. The, the marching band one. Yes, yes. yes. Yep. that's back from when we were in high school. So, and
3: so I good. really yeah. enjoyed the the music numbers, and I didn't really mind the auto tune because okay. I think that's kind of standard with okay. the more Disney, style. especially with like
0: teen music. To be honest, yeah, it's just teen turning pop. a little more yeah.
3: electronic. I kind of wish they had turned it up to like an eleven. Like I want a high school musical. They're dancing in the cafeteria. Yeah. Zach Efron has a golf club and he's dancing on the golf course, high school musical too. Like I mm-hmm. kind of wanted more than yeah. than what they gave. Like just make it to be
0: Yeah. I mean, like we Lean mentioned in. like we make mentioned already, campy. we were sitting <laughs> we were sitting in this uneven middle. Like yeah. we were they were trying to be mm-hmm. so many things at once. Like either create this earnest film or give us high school musical with Christian music, you know? Yeah. And I feel like they, they fell a little short of all those things.
2: They were closer to the high school musical with Christian music side, but just not quite all the way there.
0: So what what were you guys, I mean, those of you that liked the musical numbers, like were there any that stood out in particular to you?
2: Okay, I liked, I, I did like the songs, which I know, Doesn't make sense with what I just said. I just felt like the quality of the singing is not what it should be, but I really liked my place in this world. That was probably my favorite. Yeah. That was good. And and that was, that
0: makes sense with what you said, because that was probably the least bombastic one, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, like least processed.
2: Yeah. Michael W. Smith. I also like the Awesome God like remix, and I've been singing that around the house. And Nate mm. keeps going, "Can you please stop singing this song? <laughs> it's so good."
1: So you just sing the chorus, <laughs> do you,
2: right? Just over and over. Do right. you
0: have Lucy do the God only knows part? You are
2: not quite daughter. there yet. <laughs> <laughs> right there. The, we can do a duet with the Ansco marching, but we're not quite there yet. With, Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. she's and twelve old, months old. Old McDonald's, uh, we've heard that one.
2: Old Mag- yes, Lucy. yeah, she will, yeah.
0: So I have been a in different degrees of of shame and pride have been a huge uh stephen curtis chapman fan for my whole life i like grew up my parents played his cds in our house when i was a little kid um his like 80s and early 90s stuff and then um i've listened to almost everything you know that he's put out uh since then so when i really felt that like joyful, nostalgic feeling um, in both The Great Adventure and Dive, which I just love those songs. I mean, their, their Great Adventure is super campy. Dive, I think, is a much better song. Um, but both of them, I think, were done really well. And I think that the um, performance of Dive, which was at the lake... Um, at this camp and um, they did some cool choreography play with the water. Steven Curtis Chapman was the lifeguard Mm -hmm. in the scene. Mm -hmm. I just thought that that scene was for me like a, uh, at least like visually and musically was definitely the peak of the movie for me.
3: Not a single revealing bathing suit. Very interesting.
2: Yes, yeah. accurate to Christian uh, camp. Yes, accurate because yeah. they will make home. you wear a T-shirt, yeah. which I think is a great detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, and like a lot of their like T-shirts and stuff too were like a little higher, mm-hmm. and like shorts were a little longer. But that is how kids dress. That was one thing I was like, this is very realistic.
3: Yeah, it's refreshing to see actors too that look like they could actually be fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen, right? and not yeah. like twenty-five. Yeah, or thirty.
0: I mean, before we get off it too the. I also really like Rich Mullins and the fact that they did that really cool um, or the medley around the campfire with mm-hmm. Awesome God by Rich Mullins mm-hmm. and uh, God Only Knows by For King and Country. I thought that was um, just such a cool um, decision because to me, and I don't know if I read too much into this or not, but not only did it musically work, but to me it was kind of like a marriage of the two Let's say, like, eras of Christian radio music, Christian pop music, yeah. because, like, Awesome God, he, tremendous hit in the CCM world at the time. We sang it at church when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember singing it at camp, you know, all that sort of thing. But Rich Mullins, his music and him as an artist is very different. Like, what Rich Mullins represents mm-hmm. versus the, I mean, the, the K Love style Christian music yeah. that has come. I would say from like 2008 till till more recently, which for King okay. Country is more of an example of, very different. Like, tell me if you guys agree. I, mean, I feel like Christian music when I was young, like 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, was very clearly, it was very surface level, like faith-wise, uh, in a lot of ways, like Awesome God, not hard to understand, and very easy to sing corporately.
2: Yeah, well... Yeah. I don't know if they like were all almost carpet. campfire songs. They were all easier to sing. Awesome God, if you actually like look at the verses, they're actually pretty deep because like, there are actual verses to the song. Sure. But, and those are actually very good. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the this-
0: juxtaposition I'm making is more on the fact that it, and in my experience, at least the Christian music I grew up with, I felt like was more easy to sing in church, let's say. Whereas the Chris, Christian music that I feel like is on at least what I hear like on the radio or in like the like Spotify Christian top yeah, like or whatever solos. is yeah. really like pop music that has like a slight Christian yeah. flavor to it. That's but that's fair. just my. Anyway, I, I really enjoyed that medley. I thought that was a strong part, mm-hmm. in, strong point in the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That kind of thing requires like a real understanding of the music to be able to take two songs and weave yes. them together. Like, I'd like to hear more of that. Cause that, it's like really, that's the, that's the clever stuff where you come back to it. Cause it's like, that's something special. You can't, you can't find that on another album, mm-hmm. you know, it's something special that they're doing. Um, so that, that would have been cool to see more of.
2: yeah I also see the baby baby song. It was just so cheesy, but it was so funny. <laughs> so good. It was so fun. And the fact that they like rewound at the end, like, you know, so it didn't like actually happen was mm. just great. Like. I mm-hmm. loved listening to that song when I was like in high school, you know, like, Oh, my husband's yeah, going to sing that to me, which hasn't happened yet, but you know. Come on, Nate, <laughs> there's still time. <laughs> that's true. We have a whole lifetime ahead of us.
0: Um, yeah, that's so true. Also, uh, the Ferris Bueller references throughout were interesting. There was like, yeah. um, so Georgie, by the way, my favorite character, uh, I really enjoyed him throughout yeah. the movie, but, um, the, uh, he had a Ferris Bueller, uh, he had a Save Ferris t-shirt on in the beginning, and then they watched Ferris Bueller in their cabin later, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if that was just a director's, uh, you know, Easter egg or, or whatever you would call it, but that was interesting.
3: I think that kids are starting to be more into, like, what is now considered vintage for them. Sure. <laughs> but I think that was a cool also shout out to, like, parents that would be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, John Hughes, and they reference a couple different John Oh, they John really Hughes. did, yeah. Um, he says like, "Oh, I'm Ducky," and they don't reference that. That's from Pretty in Pink, right? Um, Georgie says that he makes a couple Star Wars references. I feel like Georgie is kind of oh, the
0: Yoda, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. He's the 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 friend that you want to have as your friend. Like he's that quintessential best friend in mm-hmm. a teen movie yeah. who yeah. speaks a lot more confidently and coolly and uses like really fun turn of phrases that people don't really use in real life.
0: Unless he's around his crush, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But just um, definitely reminded me of some fun sidekicks in other teen movies, like John Green books that have been turned into films. Like he just has that kind of feeling.
0: Yeah. I definitely think he was the best written character. Mm. He felt the most fleshed out as a character. I mean, one of Missy and my biggest criticisms of the movie... When we talked about it, just the two of us, were how shallow the lead couple were was as characters. But despite the potential, and Georgie, by the way, did get the girl in the end. So good for him. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. A very notebook style. He wrote her a letter every day. (laughs) Yep, yep. For a year,
0: (laughs) and then at the end, aren't they like? Aren't they like? (laughs) <laughs> Isn't she like, are we getting married or something like she that? She gives
3: him her number. So yeah. she's, you know, playing the long game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, I think. I, I, I thought, thought they joked com- that they were going to get married. It's or probably something. I think he said it was some kind of joke. I mean, despite the letters, like one letter every day of the year, <laughs> which is not realistic, I thought that romance was actually much more realistic than like the Avery and Will.
0: I felt like it they, much they both more were like well.
2: very confident in like how to be dating, which I feel like is not normal for... They had things in common and they actually knew each other whereas
3: Will and Avery quite literally have like a meet cute where they're Dancing. Right. And and okay, okay, what's up with
0: Okay, what's up with Will? We haven't even talked about this yet. What's up with (laughs) Will supposedly being this non-Christian bad boy character who, by the way, isn't really I mean, other than we're told that he stole a cop car, right? It once he gets to camp, not really that bad. Like he really doesn't do anything bad. And then secondly, he fits in with these Christian kids at camp. Instantly, And the only tension he has at all with these, you know, supposedly authentically Christian kids is the fact that, like, oh, he's not being honest with them about his well, past. He's
2: lying. That's the whole thing. And he's on his best behavior so he doesn't go to juvie. Right.
0: I but know. they don't even know that. Well, like, I we know. We know that. Well, yeah, like,
2: we know. But, like, you can fake it. You can fake being Christian for a week.
0: Sure. But, like, why in the world is he not, like, Like, if I was talking to the the writer director here, like, why in the world was he not? an actual bad boy like like if you took a real kid that was not Christian and put them in that setting realistically the clashes that would occur would be much more interesting than what we got
3: yeah he definitely fit in like they needed more moments they had the one moment where they ask him his favorite Bible book and he doesn't oh, right. know. But they needed yeah. a little bit more intercultural That's confusion. That's um, true. A great aspect, though. And no
0: one was phased by that either. They're like, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love the villain Acceptable. of Sean oh, yeah. being the like super nice guy uh, who talks the azure about saving, saving the narwhals. And yeah. he he's like, I donate blood. I pray. Why don't I win this competition um so i think that was a fun character yeah he was great yeah.
0: i loved the uh missy and i were also cracking up at like the like the what do you call them i mean camp teams are like the hogwarts houses of this camp yeah exactly. we're like we're like like such a strange <laughs> smattering of things so you got like the azure apostles right okay clearly christian right I mean, apostles. Then you got In the... And
3: Spanish. And Spanish, okay.
0: <laughs> then you got the... What was it? The Crimson, crimson angels. angels. Okay, angels are from the Bible. Cool. Yeah. You know. Uh, not
3: alliteration. You've no. got azure Apostles and then
0: Crimson. Yeah. How about Crimson Cherubs? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And then, um, and then we got the, <laughs> the Verde Maxi- Maximus, yeah, which, what? okay, Spanish, like <laughs> Spanish has nothing to do with the Bible at all. Wow. <laughs> Missy loved that. Yeah.
3: I just I just don't understand who, who made this decision and did not, like, keep it consistent. Make it either alliteration, Bible, Spanish, like, whatever you do. Yeah, what okay, about, like, tell the, us, the Missy, you tell know,
1: Angels Rojas or something? Right. Yeah. Missy, tell
0: them consistent. your house, better house name for the greenhouse.
3: Um, Well, for the crimson, it definitely should be the crimson Corinthians.
2: Oh, I like that. Well done. um, I forget
3: what the Verde is. I didn't forget because it was the house
0: I would want. Like you know, when they're when they put the sorting hat on me, I'd be like, anyway. But uh, she said that they should be the green Genesis at the beginning. Oh, I I like that. Oh, that's amazing. But it's all the tree huggers. I'd be like, I'd be like, not apostles, not apostles. You would have made a great apostle. Well, actually in real life, I'd love to be an apostle, but I didn't want to be with that guy, Sean. Okay. So to kind of wrap up the conversation, we get you know, I feel like we've uh we've talked about a lot of different things here. Um, before we, you know, kind of close it up, were there any other kind of highlights or lowlights that any of you guys wanted to to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet?
2: Should we talk about like I don't know if this is too deep, but the possible like poor expectation setting of You know, girl can save the bad boy and convert him. (laughs) It's a really great idea to date.
0: I mean, yeah, definitely a bad idea. I mean, I don't even know, does she even fully... Like, again, the movie was so unfleshed out. Did What was her name? Avery. Avery. Did Avery even fully understand that Will was not a Christian? I don't even think we got that.
2: I think she... I mean, her dad knew. Like, a real dad would be like... (laughs) get the heck away from my daughter i think
1: he was pretty unfazed it was great she's like i need the car dad i'm gonna go save will and And he's like are you sure i could do it and she's like i need the car and he's like all right
2: (laughs) yeah yeah. my dad would not have reacted
0: that
1: way i mean the guy is
0: probably pretty frazzled he runs a (laughs) camp on his own
3: it's one week
0: okay (laughs) many (laughs) weeks a week away but yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, no, you're right though. Definitely a bad uh role model. Uh It's pe- kind of an interesting
3: twist though on instead of the guy saving the girl, her saving so it's a little different, at least. It's got that. True. Definitely
0: a, a Christian, definitely an evangelical trope, though, that like the really nice, well-behaved girl can date the like bad boy who like and invite him to youth group and then it'll like work out like that's definitely right. an evangelical trope.
2: It's like If you're like a Christian kid in a public high school, it's easy to be like, oh, that guy's really cute. You know, if he just became a Christian, that'd be great. That'd <laughs> be it. But that's not real life.
1: Yeah, and if he went to this camp, he probably wouldn't have any idea what Christianity is. So
0: <laughs> He'd be pretty down to, you know, as long as he gets a friend group and a family out of it, you know, come on. He would just know that God's a fan of him. Yeah, that's true. All right, so the last, uh, you know, kind of closing question here I'm just going to ask. Um, we kind of co- collectively came to, the, to a similar agreement here that uh, this movie in in some ways, uh, you know, or in a lot of ways, fell short of what it could have been uh, kind of on on both banks of the river. Like it could have been one thing on the left side, could have been one thing on the right, and it kind of floated in the middle. So I want to ask you guys, um, so we talk at Forefront, we care about excellent art, creating art excellently in order to, you know, fulfill God's example and also authentic faith. So in in we we value excellent art and authentic faith. What type of if netflix were to produce another musical film or, or for the you know a christian audience i'm putting air quotes you know whatever their target audience was here what would we want to see like if netflix listened to this what do we want to see in the future
1: there are a lot of coming of age stories and there's a lot of potential in coming of age stories but there's like that awkwardness of them mm-hmm. where you don't know like do i take this seriously am i buying this can I like believe that this is happening? And that that's always a struggle that coming of age stories have. Um, can you really kind of earnestly buy into it and, and maybe like learn from it or be moved by it. And I think musicals can help diffuse that tension a little bit where, because they don't take themselves too seriously and because people are literally dancing you can kind of just you can get into it a little bit and you can have fun with it and you i think your guard is kind of down a little bit more so there's definitely a lot of like power and potential in musicals um so i mean it would be it would be fun to see more of it and there's also like an amazing catalog of you know christians who have produced amazing music and i think there are there are a lot deeper songs than the ones we got um and so cer- certainly uh, if you're looking at that catalog not just from one artist but from this this whole group of artists that have made, made popular Christian music. um, There's, there's a lot there to mine from, but I, I think it comes down to like, you have to have, you still have to have a good screenwriter, you know, and you have to have a really good story and you have to flush it out. You have to take the risks, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Maybe, maybe we can go to a different setting next time.
3: Missions trip. Oh Ooh.
1: yeah. Overseas missions trip. We can have, we can have the the missions trip dating, <laughs> yeah over, overseas missions trip, but to like Italy or something, yeah that that like something like whether whether it's Italy or not, that like um like I love spider man far from home, like this kind of like class trip, you know that would like be fun. that would be super fun, we and can like do that
2: with kids who already know each other, That'd yeah.
1: Really yeah, they don't have to meet each other,
3: I think that Netflix almost had it like they had a good idea a good concept great music they really leaned in on their music choices but then just the character development the plot the dialogue just didn't kind of live up to the expressing the christian culture as well as the songs did um so it's a good step for them, though, if that's something that they're trying to test out. so I think it's good that people are talking about it, even though you know we're we're talking about it on a podcast that's usually more serious uh, it's kind of fun to to talk about something that's just a little silly fun um it's a good way to spend an hour and a half, and not many movies are an hour and a half now, and it's kind of just nice to to listen to some good music for a while and kind of forget about everything
0: and I think at the end of the day uh if I scroll through the catalog of netflix produced films i'm i'm gonna be pretty happy if i land on this one compared to a lot of other things right now and um uh, i do think that it's a
1: positive and encouraging
0: yeah i do think it's a step in in a direction i'm not even going to say necessarily the right direction but my my kind of closing thought is of what i want to see in the future i want to see we talked about how these could this could have been two different things i would love in a perfect world to see more films that go in both directions separately. And what I mean by that is I would love to see quality stories made for the Christian market that really like there's a lot of Christians in America. There's a lot of people that would enjoy movies that are, that authentically express faith stories. And I don't mean in the, there are so many, I mean you could fill bins of DVDs of cheesy christian films that are just bad and like that's not what i'm talking about like there are real authentic faith stories that that can and should be told i mean like i want to see a biopic on some of these christian artists like i'd love to see a movie about dc talk but anyway the um so like i'd love to see that right but then on the other side i want to see movies that are not explicitly for the christian market but maybe can play on some of the positives that have like for a completely secular audience that have come out of the Christian culture. I mean like there's great there's awesome music that Christian artists have created that completely is slept on because it was created by a Christian or back in 2005 it was labeled by iTunes as like Christian gospel you know and so I would love to see people not be afraid to tap into the pool of culture that was created by Christians especially in like you know 90s 2000s era um and then separately i'd love to see authentic
1: well thought out well produced well acted
0: christian films
1: mm, that would be good you might say they have a place in this world i love it
2: well done
0: all right well guys as always thank you for listening uh please uh join the conversation in the comments uh, we'd love to hear from you talking about this movie or other thoughts you might have about uh film or what Netflix or other companies can do in the future with things like this. Uh, We'd love to hear about your week away experiences as well. Uh, join, Join the conversation. As always, keep pursuing authentic faith and excellent art.